it is always barbecue season. You always have to keep the grill going, even when it's zero degrees. And everybody thinks they're a great grill master or they know the barbecue pit. And a lot of people really think they've got the sauce fixed. We've got the sauce man and the king of cookouts here in the studio, right here on St. Louis in Tune. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune, and thank you for joining us for fresh perspectives on issues and events with experts, community leaders, and everyday people who are driving change and making an impact that shapes our society and world. I'm Arnold Stricker, here with Mark Langston. Mark, top of the day to you, sir. Yeah, good to be with you. Good to be anywhere. I'm getting my mouth all (laughs) basted with saliva because of the topic that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, it's going to be a fun topic. It will be. This will be fun, especially with really... Do you barbecue all year round? I used to. We do. Yeah, and now we've started the smoker thing. Oh, yeah. This is our first year doing the smoker thing. So we barbecue. Anyway, just a little tease there. It's going to be a great show. Yeah, we're going to talk about the difference between grilling what most people do versus barbecue, which is really smoking. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah, so this ought to be good. This ought to be pretty good. Our return to civility, folks, we always try to encourage our society to be more civil. And this is a great one because uh, it actually is a cultural thing in the Asian community. Remove your shoes when entering another person's home, Mm -hmm. especially if they're not wearing any. Think of it as an excuse to show off your festive holiday socks, (laughs) unless they have holes in them. (laughs) Then maybe (laughs) you want to rethink that. So, you know, matter of fact, we do that now because you walk around outside, you get all this Mm -hmm. junk on the bottom of your shoes, and then you track it through your house. I get get it. Then you walk around and barefoot accumulates lots of stuff. Stuff, Stuff. Stuff. yeah. (laughs) Junk. That's right. I know. I would appreciate if people would – actually, there's a few folks that come in my home that do take off their shoes, but there's some that don't either, and I think that's I, – I like that. Yeah. We it's, even went to a place they had guest slippers. Ooh, now you're talking. You. Yeah. I like it when those workers come and they put those little booties on there. Oh, yeah. Right. Those little white booties or yeah. whatever those are, or yeah. little things. Like and they, the hospital thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they come in, and you're right. They don't it's, track it around? No. God knows. Where you especially if they're stepped. coming out of the mud, <laughs> my backyard, <laughs> right. or the neighbor's backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So remove your shoes when entering another person's home, especially mm. if not wearing any. Our return to civility. Our guest, he's a civil kind of guy. He's been around the block a couple times with sauces, and we have Freddie Lee in studio of Freddie Lee's Gourmet Sauce. I want to give him a, a little intro here because this sauce, Mark, is just not for meat. It's for soups, chili, sloppy joes. I haven't sloppy joe in a long time. Spaghetti and tacos. It's gluten-free, vegan-friendly, no high-fructose corn syrup, and that's really important. Mm -hmm. Freddy's Sauce is in over 1,000 stores in the United States and Jamaica. Wow. Made here in St. Louis, and this is not his first-time gig. This is his kind of like retirement gig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freddie Lee, welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I have in my possession right here, mm. and I'm going to hold up to the camera. We have the mild, and then we have the spicy. Mm. And the initial name is Ghetto Sauce. Yes. And then you also have a politically correct name. Which is? American Gourmet Sauce. American Gourmet Mm, Sauce. Okay, okay. so let's delve into this a little bit. How did you get your start making sauces? I always made sauce. I've been making sauce now for about 45 years. Wow. And it was a hobby. As I'm a retired construction worker, I used to work for McBride & Sons Foundation and Footing. And at the end of the day, when you get home or something and... I got some meat that I'm sitting there and I don't want to waste it. I start grilling. Okay. And next thing I know, I start making sauce. And I just hmm. always made sauce. So everybody was saying, man, you ought to get out there. You ought to push it. I'm thinking retirement, just to come home and watch the world go by, sit on the front porch mm-hmm. and be still. But God's got a sense of humor. <laughs> so <laughs> he saw what I didn't see. And my wife and I, we just stepped out on faith, and 
God took over. Now, people say, oh, you ought to open up a restaurant or you ought to do that sauce. What made the sauce stand out in their palate that maybe the neighbor's sauce or the person down the street or their or their own sauce didn't do? I just put a lot of love in what I do. Okay. And everybody was telling me that's different. You That's a unique sauce. Because, matter of fact, the first store that we got into was Snooks. Hmm. They was the first one that gave us an opportunity. And when they tried it, they said, man, we love your sauce. They said, but that name, it was ghetto sauce. Right. Hmm. And they said, that name, you just don't know how many letters, how much feedback we're going to get over that name. Hmm. I said, man, I live in the hood. I'm telling you where I'm from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't be a negative or racist. That's uh-uh. just the way it is. Right. Yeah, what it is. And, yeah. and, and they looked at each other. It was five of them. They looked at each other. They said, but you got to change the name. And then one of the managers says, well, you remember what Hitler did to the Jews. Mm. He put them in the ghetto. And he said, how would you think we put your sauce in Creve Corps Snook Store, mm. in Ledoux Snook Store? He says, man, we would get shut down. Mm. And I said, yeah. I said, but you guys are failing to recognize Jesus Christ walked the earth. It was the ghetto. Mm. It wasn't called the ghetto, but the ghetto always been here. I said, so Hitler didn't just do that. And they looked at each other again, and they said, but... If you can change that name, we guarantee you we'll put that sauce in our store. Mm. And we've been with Snooks now for 15 years. Wow. And after that, it just took off. And and naming it Ghetto Sauce has an interesting story, too. Yes. (laughs) How that came about. One day, my wife and I, we were making, we had, we were at home. We hadn't even thought about a business. We just liked making sauce. So we made sauce. House, House was hot. Kitchen was hot. So we stepped out on the front porch and sitting there for a few minutes. I had a couple of cold beers sitting there relaxing. And all of a sudden it was a police chase. And this is in the summertime now. And you got people outside, kids jumping rope. Right. And, and they was flying. And I, I looked at the wife. I said, baby, one day God going to bless us to get out of the ghetto. And she said, yeah. And then she looked over at me. She said, won't you name your sauce ghetto sauce? I said, girl, you're going to get us run out the country. <laughs> sauce called ghetto sauce. Right. And she says, well, you're making it. Put your name on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Freddie Lee, I'm named after my daddy's country name. I said, now I'm going to put Freddie Lee on this sauce, on ghetto sauce, a country name, and ghetto. I said, baby, no. So you're trying to get us hurt. <laughs> I love so it. She says, we'll think about it. I said, okay, we'll pray on it and see what God said. So some time passed, say three, four months passed. Mm-hmm. And I came, I was coming home from work. I was just closed the gate, going up the steps. And somebody drove by and blew the horn. And I said, hey, man, you still making that sauce? I said, yeah, I got some ghetto sauce in there. And it just came out like that. And the guy said, ghetto sauce? So we both laughed. <laughs> and ever since then, it's just been ghetto sauce. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's just... Just so come out. At Schnucks, so, at so, Deerberg's, everywhere. Yeah, so Schnucks is okay with the because I'm looking at one of them right now and it says ghetto sauce on it. Yeah. Oh, that says, okay, okay, the American, American gourmet sauce. sauce. I beg your pardon. Okay. Yeah. Is this one with the ghetto sauce label? Is it anywhere? Can I get that somewhere? Oh, yeah. Ghetto sauce is in 1,100 stores. Okay. We're in 100 Snooks stores under the name American Gourmet. So the Snooks is the only one that's... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Deerberg's was okay with it. Deerberg's got a hold of it. It was American sauce at that time. Okay. Mm, okay. Because Snooks was doing their thing with it. Yeah. So I guess Deerberg's got wind of it, and then they jumped on it, and it was American sauce in their store. Gotcha. One day I was doing a demo at one of the Deerberg stores, and somebody walked up to me and says, hey, you the ghetto sauce man. <laughs> I said, yeah. They said, where's the ghetto sauce? So I held the jar up. Yeah. They said, oh, no, we want to say ghetto sauce. Yeah. So I said, oh, I said, it's the same sauce. Right. So anyway, one of the managers heard that. And he come up to me and he says, what's this about the ghetto sauce? I said, what's well, the same sauce, man? I said, it's just a different name. Right. Different, different label. label. Yeah. And the guy says, I tell you what. Bring in the ghetto sauce. Let's see what both of them, what they'll do. Good for him. Good for and, him. And I did. And when I took it in there, man, the ghetto sauce took off. And the guy said, don't bring that label back. The American back no more. <laughs> I know it's regional here in St. Louis, but how did you get 
national exposure with this. My wife and I, she set, set us up to go out and do different events like Memphis in May. Mm-hmm. And one time there, this guy, a friend of mine, knew this lawyer. And this lawyer was going down to Augusta. He goes to Augusta every year. And he called me up and he says, I want to take your sauce to the Masters. I'm like, what? Oh, come on, man. I thought that was a joke. All right, man, come on. He says, no, seriously. He says, I've had your sauce many a times. He said, I know it would be a big hit in Augusta. I said, okay. I, so he says, go on down there, check it out, and let me know what you think. So my wife and I, we took went off for a weekend. We drove down there, and we looked it around, and we found a spot. They said, no, you got to go on the inside, and you cannot run out of food. I'm like, oh, man. So we called. We came back home. We called the guy, and he says, okay, he'll set it up for us. And once he did that, shoot, man, it took off. We went to the Masters, and the booth we were going to get on the inside, someone else had got it. So they put us right across the street, Mm. right out. You had to go by us in order to go inside the Masters. Oh, okay. So we sold sauce. We sold food and Arnold Palmer Arnold Palmer yeah this is a great story Mark. yeah got got our sauce tell like, that story Freddie this sounds oh, okay. like a blessing yeah. <laughs> you had, oh it was someone <laughs> took your booth yeah go ahead. traffic had bagged up right and Arnold Palmer I didn't know it was him and it was some, some guys in the front seat they said hey come over here bring me some of that sauce so I said okay so I ran over there Gave him the sauce. They just busting out laughing at the name Ghetto Sauce. And he says, "How much?" I told him what it was. And and then guy in the back seat reached out and grabbed the sauce. And it was Arnold Palmer. And he looked at me and he smiled and laughed and gave me a thumbs up. I'm like, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. He didn't give you a glass of his Albert drink. <laughs> yeah, his drink, right, right. his no. lemonade. And no. you also met John Daly too, right? I cooked for him the whole week I was there. Oh my gosh, wow. yeah, that guy likes to eat. Yeah, he, he does. Wow. His trailer was we was right beside his trailer. Okay, and uh, man, we cooked baby backs, pork loins, <laughs> chicken, oh and he was gobbling it up. He paid us in advance. Wow. So that's maybe. great. Yes. Yeah, this yeah. Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis in Tune. We're talking to Freddie Lee about <laughs> Freddie Lee's gourmet sauces, or AKA Freddie Lee's ghetto sauce. And when I think about doing something like this, you go from your house, your kitchen, right. cooking on the stove, right. and now you have to start to mass produce this. Walk us through how you went to another location and then another location to the location that you're at right now. Okay, since I was still working at McBride and Son, and we got off from work, say, 4 o'clock, get home. At that time, we was just in 15 stores. And we'd go down to uh, St. Patrick's Center because they're FDA approved. Mm. So we go down there at 5 o'clock. Nobody's in the kitchen, so we do our thing in the kitchen at about two in the morning we're finished oh gosh now we have to go to work i have to be at work like six o'clock yeah you know man that was pretty hard and my wife she was working too she was working for ssm but she was a troubleshooter she worked for a private firm okay so she kept five hospitals their records Ooh. so she'd go in there and fall asleep Aww. at the computer and i'm out in the field mm-hmm. i can't really sleep because there's a lot of work going on right there so once that started growing, we got 25 or 40 stores. We had to have somebody to make the sauce for us. Right. So that's when King's Foods Bottling Company came into play. Okay. Somebody told me about them. I went over there in Belleville. I went over there, and we signed a non-disclosure and gave my recipe. So then they start tweaking it, and they finally got it. Okay. Stores start clamming. Now, they told me. You get 200 stores, we're going to reduce your cost. Mm. Mind you, we was in like 40, 40 stores at that time. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. We got 200 stores. The cost went up. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, it's not right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cost went up. We had invested so much money into this, mm. we couldn't bag down. Right. And we just have firm belief in Jesus Christ. 
that he was going to take care of it because right. he put us in this situation and right. he wasn't going to drop us off. He right. took us, brought us this far. Right. Anyway, the sales start growing. We were getting in five. We got in five hundred stores. Wow! And things just start moving. Now high V, oh. we're in two hundred seventy high V stores. So I'm out there going to different cities doing demos at high V stores. Oh man, they wear you out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And now, mind you, I'm still working. I still got an eight hour job. Oh my! Yeah. So we start doing that. Hmm. Then we got it was five hundred. Then we got to seven hundred stores. I had to stop work because I couldn't continue. It was really putting a tear on me, and the company was complaining. So when we say 700 stores, how many jars are you shipping to them I'm, on average? I'm driving myself. I'm not shipping. You're driving these to jars stores. to each yeah. store. Yeah. yeah. Wow. No wonder you're exhausted. Oh, man. And I, would we be- wasn't in warehouses then. Oh. We're in warehouses now. Okay. But in, in even in snook stores, because we were in a hundred snook stores, I had to go to every store. What? Yeah, at every store, I have a truckload of sauce. Doing a demo, I'll do three stores: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to stores all around. Wow! And I did the same thing with High V, and I did the same thing with Deerberg. All of our stores, I did that. I had to. Now we're in the warehouses, so I just take it to the warehouse, and then they distribute they it. it. And then I'll go out and do demos at those stores. Okay, but yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a job, man. Yeah. And Seriously. now you have a place that's all your own. Yeah. Um, once we left uh, King's Foods Bottling Company, God has blessed us. We were able to get a factory down by the Luminaire Casino through Justine Peterson. So hmm. that was it was a great startup building. Mm-hmm. But then the sales start growing more. We outgrew that place. My yes. wife's office, we turned that into a storage bin. Now, we were making other sauces for other people, too. Okay. So we were stocking their jars and their supplies, and we just had no space. So God led us to, the, to another space, and now he blessed us with a strip mall. And it's right there on 1912 Car. And we were able to lease out some of the spaces. Now we got a huge factory. You guys got to come down and oh, see yeah, the factory. I was just thinking I'd That'd like to do that. Yeah. yeah. While you're saying that, I'd like to see how that factory works. Yeah, it's Freddie Lee's GourmetSauces.com. How many people do you have working for you, Freddie Lee? We have six. Okay. And only problem we have now is trying to keep up with our jars and tops and things of that nature because... They keep saying there's a shortage of stuff, mm. and we'll go and get, say, seven pallets of, mm. of, of mason jars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll go through those kind of fast. Wow. And then you place another order. What we'll do when we're down to the last two pallets, we'll place an order. They'll take our money. Then when we run out, we they don't have the jars. Mm. I'm like, come on. Yeah. So why do I have to pay you first? Right. And, and I still deliver. don't get it. Yeah. And then one time there, we get our glasses from Arkansas Glass. I had to drive there to go get it. We went and rented a 18 or 16 foot truck. Mm-hmm. We went and got four pallets. It came on back. Now, mind you, we had already paid for this, and shipping is like six hundred dollars. It's not cheap. No. So we already paid for it. I get there, they gave us our money back for shipping. Mm-hmm. That's good. But then they want to charge us a little more because they'd already paid their drivers. That's what they told us. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to charge me more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, I had you know, to roll with it. And, and, and listeners, you have to understand that this is what small business owners go through all oh, the time. Yeah. Freddie Lee starting out going to all these places. Mm-hmm. And then this is what an, a real entrepreneur in my book does. Mm-hmm. They don't sit around. They take charge of it. Let's just go down and get it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when you're relying on somebody else, then something's going to be happening. You're going to yeah. be disappointed. Not only that, you got orders. These people, stores are on a product. And you got to keep that rolling because if not, then they're going to take you off the shelf. Yeah. Very interesting. 
I want to talk about the process of making this sauce. I'm not going to ask you your recipe. Oh, are but, you sure? Go on, ask him. You know, no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. Because, Come on, because just, there's a lot of different – and we'll no. talk about sauces here after the break uh, – bunch of different kinds of sauces there's there's the, all the carolina sauces there's yeah. the texas sauce there's the kansas city sauce and mm-hmm. uh, all those kinds of things but i think about ingredients when you first started making this at your house and then you had to start mass producing it did you have to change the formula at all for the fda or anything like that yeah but since you mentioned that when i was making sauce at home i was making sauce for Guys, my coworkers, right? Because they'll put money in. We'll because it costs too much to, to make that. Mm-hmm. So everybody'll pool money, mm-hmm. and then when I make it, I call them. They'll bring their pots or pickle jars or whatever. So this particular day, now we hit this big old pot. This particular day, I was at the house making the sauce. So I tasted it, and it didn't taste right to mm-hmm. me. I'm like, dog. So I tasted it again. Then I say, so I called the wife. I say, hey, baby, I say, come taste this. I say, I did something wrong. Now I'm thinking, I got to pay for all this. I got to come out of my pocket because I done messed up, right? Right, right. She tasted it. She said, what did you do? I said, I don't know. She said, well, whatever you did, it's better than you ever made it. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm freaking out. <laughs> What's wrong with my taste? Uh, yeah. so, so now I'm walking through the house and I'm talking to God. Show uh, me what I did. Uh, yeah. So now I'm pulling everything out, out of the cupboard that I, I thought I used. I'm pulling all seasons out of the drawer, out of the cupboard. And I'm pushing them aside. I use this. Come to find out, it was two ingredients. Mm. Two changed that taste of that sauce. Wow, wow! And that's what you that you added now. or that you left out. No, I added. Okay, and I didn't even know I did it. I never used it. Wow! And those two ingredients made that difference. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? That's amazing. That's God working. That's exactly yeah, that's, right. That's what it was. Divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Divine sauce. Yeah, right, right. We need to so, change the name. <laughs> yeah. So I was, man, I was baffled. I, I think divine ghetto sauce is better. <laughs> divine intervention ghetto sauce. <laughs> yeah. We're talking to Freddie Lee about his gourmet barbecue sauces, gourmet sauces and ghetto sauce, good on grilled meat. Fried meat, smoked meat, baked meat, any kind of things. I bet you put this on with baked beans, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that'd be oh, really good. Smoked salmon. Ooh. Stop this. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm salivating now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever had barbecue sauce on smoked salmon. Okay. But what we do, if yeah. you're grilling it or baking it, mm-hmm. I lightly glaze it. Yeah. Because it's going to caramelize. Now, if you put too much on there, you might as well get rid of the fish because you done messed it up. You done overdid. You still want to taste the fish. Yeah. We're going to take a break while we we wipe our mouths with our napkins here. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back for our next segment of the show. You're listening to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston on the U.S. Radio Network. Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in tune on behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation. In 1857, the Dred Scott decision was a major legal event and catalyst that contributed to the Civil War. The decision declared that Dred Scott could not be free because he was not a citizen. The 14th Amendment, also called the Dred Scott Amendment, granted citizenship to all born or naturalized here in our country and was intended to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court decision on July 9, 1868. The Dred Scott Heritage Foundation is requesting a commemorative stamp to be issued from the U.S. Postal Service to recognize and remember the heritage of this amendment by issuing a stamp with the likeness of the man Dred Scott. But we need your support and the support of thousands of people who would like to see this happen. To achieve this goal, we ask you to download, sign, and share the one-page petition with others. To find the petition, please go to dredscottlives.org and click on the Dred Scott Petition Drive on the right side of the page. On behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation, this has been Arnold Stricker of St. Louis In Tune. At St. Louis In Tune, we strive to bring you informative, useful, and reflective stories. 
as well as interviews about current and historic issues and events that involve people, places, and things. We cover a wide range of topics, such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports, and that's just to name a few. While St. Louis In Tune originates from the Gateway City and covers local topics, we also connect to what's going on nationally as well. If you missed any of our previously aired programs of St. Louis In Tune, simply visit stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. There you'll find the show notes and everything that was mentioned in that episode and all the other great episodes as well. And if you've got an area that you'd like us to examine deeper, just let us know by dropping us a note at stlintune at gmail.com. That's stlintune at gmail.com. St. Louis In Tune. It's heard Monday through Friday on the usradionetwork.com and many great radio stations around the U.S. and, of course, right here in St. Louis. Our website, again, is stlintune.com. Visit us today. That's stlintune.com. Welcome back to St. Louis In Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston. We have tidied up our mouths and we were drooling before the break because of the discussion that we were having about barbecue and barbecue sauces. And Freddie Lee is here and he's talking about Freddie Lee's ghetto sauce and Freddie Lee's gourmet sauce, which are located in Schnooks and Deerbergs and High V's and you know, all, mm. there's, there's a whole First list on the time. website, FreddieLee'sGourmetSauces.com. And yeah, I didn't bring my little. It's a pamphlet in there. That's right. Yeah. There we go. This is what I got from you down at Soulard Bauman Meat, oh. City Green Produce, Brother Diner, Cotton's Ace Hardware, Don's Specialty Meats, LB's Fireside, Fresh Time, Hy-Vee's, all around the world there. Kendrick's, let's see, Maritime Market. I'm leaving some out here. Normandy Golf Club. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Peach hey. Sure Save Market. Uh, He's hoity toity. Yeah. Swiss Meats, <laughs> Straubs, Wine and Cheese, Vincent's. Okay. So the list goes on and on. You can check. It's a dipping sauce, cocktail sauce. It says here the sweet, tangy, and boastful flavor will tantalize your meat side dishes and snacks. The sauce grabs your taste buds. Yes, it does. And will take them on a joy ride of flavor. Mm. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Barbecue sauce is a condiment, and it's vinegar, tomato paste, or ketchup, liquid smoke, onion powder, mustard, spices, black pepper, sometimes mayonnaise, mm-hmm. sugar, molasses, and it's used as a marinade, a basting, condiment, topping. Okay, East Carolina sauce, West Carolina sauce, South Carolina mustard sauce, Memphis, Kansas City, Texas, Alabama white sauce. Good night. St. Louis has ghetto sauce. <laughs> yes. Forget Kansas yeah. City. We yeah. got our ghetto sauce. And here. Kansas City uh, sauce style is what most people, I think, use. Mm-hmm. It's like the sweet, it's the yeah. tomatoey one. Chicago's got a sweet, too. Yeah. They, got, they always have to do something different. I know. Have their own hot yeah. dogs and yeah. their own pizza. Yeah, what is that all about? <laughs> <laughs> they got the Cubs. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> they have to do something. Too bad. <laughs> when you were making this at home, I'm sure you had these big pots on the stove, and now you've got these huge vats and stuff. Yeah. We were talking a little off air. Go into that a little bit. Yeah, we have two kettles. We have an 80 gallon kettle and we have a 60 gallon kettle. And when we make our sauce, it has to be FDA approved at 180. But normally, I'll do 200. Because sometimes you're doing so many other things, and I'm checking the acid level, I'm checking the temperature, then I go off and start doing something else, just checking on what the guys are doing. And then I forget to to cut the temperature down or something so it can stay at 180. When I check it to get ready to start running through the system, it's 200. But that's okay because you got to have it 180. And then I'll check my acid level. So everything is fine with that, and I just start pumping sauce out. I'm sure distributors provide you with the raw materials and everything. Did you pick them out? Did they come talking to you, or how did that No, my wife picked them out. Okay. And McCarthy Brothers is the only one we deal with because 
Well, they got the real deal. Mm-hmm. And my spicy sauce, I don't use jalapeno peppers. Mm, really? I use regular ground red pepper. Okay. Now, they got some of the best red pepper, and it's hot. They got the best, and that's what I use. I and, use and some people on a spicy sauce, they think it's going to blow up in their mouth. I get it on the back end. Yeah, It's not like in your face right away. Well, it's, exactly. on, it's on the back end for me. Now, what I do... I want to have flavors. Yes. So you're going to get your flavors first, and then you're going to pop. You're going to get that little hit. I'm speaking of spicy. And what it does, it's going to let you know it's there. Then it'll just ease off of you. But you'll still be getting flavors. Now, the mild sauce has a little bit of a bite because when I made it, I didn't want to make it like ketchup. But once you, just say, for instance, you're using it as a dip. Chips, pork rinds, or nachos. You're going to get that bite. I'm speaking of the mild sauce. Mm-hmm. You're going to get that bite because you're eating it straight out of the jar. But once you add it to your foods, you're not going to get the bite. You're going to get flavor. Which is important because I've been to places where the stuff is so hot, I, it's, you, you don't get any of the flavors. You just yeah. get mm-hmm. heat. Takes, mm-hmm. takes the fun out of and it. And then you don't taste you what, don't taste you're, what you're eating. Everything is mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, your, your taste yeah. buds are burned. Yeah. There's a lot. I was looking at the ingredients and he used a magnifying glass, but there's a lot of ingredients in here. Yeah, it is. Uh, you're a chemist? <laughs> no. <laughs> what we did, we... There's st- a, I, I think I counted up, to, I was up to 20 or something, and I, I know there's more than that in there. No, it's about that. Is that it? Yeah. But what we did, we went to Mizzou uh. to their, they broke it down. They gave us our nutrition fact. I see. And... All our ingredients. So that's how we got that. I would never have thought to go to Columbia, to Mizzou, to no. check the ingredients. I, I wouldn't know how to do that. How did you know how to do that? Is that part of some book on how to be an entrepreneur? No. I give that credit to my wife. She handles all of our paperwork. I don't mess with no paperwork. Okay. I don't mess around. I'm not computer inclined. Okay. I run the shop. I make the sauce. I'm my own distributor. And she don't bother me, and I don't bother her. <laughs> because you, you each do your job We do very our well. job, yeah. yeah. Thank you. And that's how they've stayed married so long. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> now, here are some different ways just to grill or barbecue being really smoking. Mm-hmm. Is And I guess it depends upon the kind of meat. Like if you were going to prepare some meat, whether it's pork or beef, do you marinate in this? Do you put it on lightly? If you're barbecuing, yeah. a.k.a. smoking, yeah. do you turn it and then put it on a little bit at a time? Or how do you go about doing that? I marinate my briskets, my pork steaks, my chicken. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know how thick a, a brisket is. Right. I just take my fork and yep. I tenderize it a little bit. Right. Then I get a Ziploc freezer bag. Mm-hmm. I pour that sauce in there, pour that, and put that brisket in there, and I just rub it in there pretty good. And I let it sit four or five hours. Okay. Now in the fridge. Yeah. Okay. And now when I'm getting ready to put it on the grill, I get you know, some a foil. I get a pan and then put it in there. Mm-hmm. Now that sauce that I got in that Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. I pour that in there, and I just cover that bad boy with foil, mm. and just let it sit. I poke a few holes in there in that foil, and I let it simmer in that sauce. Mm. And when I come back. You can take a spoon and just break it off. Oh, you don't right. have to cut nothing. So just so I have this right, <laughs> you got the foil down, you got the brisket on it, you put all the sauce on, then you put uh, another tin foil, like a tent or whatever yep. you call it over yep. it, put a few holes in that. Yep. Now, when I do that, I don't lay it flat because mm-hmm. I don't want it to touch the meat. I raise it up, right. get a little arch on it, yeah. ah. and stick a few little holes in it. Okay. It just cooks itself. I don't mm-hmm. even have to worry about it. And that's an eight. Smoker. Oh, my. And when I, just say, for instance, you want to bake, because a lot of times I don't want to go outside. Mm-hmm. I'll bake my pork steaks. I'll bake my chicken. Mm-hmm. Now, what I do, I put a little water in the pan. Yeah, this is good. I read this on oh, your okay. website. Say it. It's I'm, really good. I'm taking notes. I put a little water in the pan. I put my chicken or pork steak, and, then, and I might sprinkle a little seasoning on it. Not a lot. Just a little bit. And then I'll let let it, you know, put it in the oven. I'll let it get some of that grease out of the meat. Mm-hmm. You get most of the, you're not going to get it all, mm-hmm. but you're going to get most of it out. Then I'll pour that out. 
And once I pour it out, then I pour sauce on top of it, put it back in the oven, and it just sticks like glue. Oh, my. <laughs> I like really. it. It needs to stick like glue. That's when it's the best. When it's, yeah. it's like glue. Yeah, I can tell you how Carmel, my I know. mouth is just. My mouth's watering, too. I don't I need have, a glass of water. No, and I'm taking notes. <laughs> Freddie Lee. Do you have a cookbook, Freddie Lee? No, sir. Oh, no. my goodness. Uh, are you thinking about one? Uh, yeah. You should have a really? yeah, we, Freddie we Lee, you should been. have a cookbook. <laughs> We thought about many days, but it seemed like we just don't have the time. I bet, you know? I bet. Condiments that go along with some really good meat, yeah. they're like a nice supporting cast. Oh, man. If you get some, mm. you know, I like really good potato salad, but there's a lot of different varieties mm. of potatoes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's coleslaw, oh, yeah. whether it's the yeah. the vinegar coleslaw or it's the, or the mayo. Yeah, mayo coleslaw. or whatever they call it, yeah. Now, I do a, a, a pork butt. Now, when I make my pork butt, I got hold on. I'm running out of room. I, I like to cut them up in hunks, and then I put it in a crock pot. I got a pretty big size crock pot at the house, and I just let it simmer mm-hmm. in its own juices. Yeah, I don't add no water or nothing, and it just you you getting what you're doing. You're getting the grease out the meat, and again, I'll I'll start scooping it out as much as I can because you don't want your sauce all greasy. Mm-hmm. You're not really tasting sauce. You're right. tasting a lot of grease. grease. Yeah. So I get as much as I can out. Then I pour sauce in it and mm. just let it simmer in that sauce. Mm. But you can just make your pulled pork sandwiches. Have you some mashed potatoes or something on the side? Wow. Homemade pickles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's, let's, oh. Yeah. We were talking about because mustard, some people would put mustard on that too. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a mustard based sauce. Yeah. Right. I haven't gotten it down the way really? I want it yet. I've been working on that almost a year now. Though. Wow. Yeah. And that's more of a Carolina sauce? That's a Memphis. Memphis, okay. That's where I first tasted it. Yeah, I like Memphis. Yeah. Beale Street. There's some good stuff on Beale Street. Oh, man. And what yeah, about like really Alabama is. white sauce? Have you experimented with that or had that? No, I haven't. I had that. We were down, going down, where were we going? Down Mississippi, down to New Orleans or mm-hmm. New Orleans. And we stopped at a barbecue place. And what in the world is that? And mm. it, was, it was Alabama white sauce. And it's a mayo-based sauce that includes apple cider vinegar, sugar, salt, black pepper, mm. used predominantly on chicken and pork. Yeah, and some of the local barbecue places, they'll have, some of them may have a like a white sauce, mm-hmm. which is weird when you're putting it on the barbecue. I've tried that. It doesn't. It didn't appeal to me. Doesn't do anything for you. No. Uh, Freddie Lee's ghetto sauce. I want to know why is it in a glass jar? I guess you could have done a plastic bottle. A yeah, sp- we're doing plastic for Amazon because Amazon had ordered a, a pretty decent order from us one day, hmm. and they busted it up. Yeah, man, that's ah, it was all busted up. But anyway, they told us if we can come up with plastic, it'll help them and it'll help us. So now we got the right plastic bottles that can hold the heat. Mm-hmm. At oh. first, we, we had some that couldn't hold the heat. Oh, wow. And, it, and the bottles just shriveling up and everything. Really? This is guy was going to charge us $5,000 just to make a mold. Like, Man, please. Really? <laughs> wow. So we, wow. we bypassed that. My wife found somebody who had the right type of bottles. Okay. So now that's what we're doing now. So we're getting ready to ship to Amazon within maybe a month now. Mm. She's going through the paperwork with them. So once that happens, then we'll start shipping pallets to them because that's what they want, pallets. Wow. Now, we got the mason jars Mm -hmm. because it was old school, and people want to – they save it right. when they preserving yeah. stuff. That's why we because they can buy that. a lid and put it right on there. Yeah, I like yeah. the mason jar a lot. I do too. I, I just was wondering. I, I like it a lot. And even if you don't can, you could probably use that for a glass. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Now Mar- this comes. Margarita I'm, would go in there. This is sixteen oh, 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 ounces yeah. right here. <laughs> so what other sizes do you sell? We have quarts and gallons. Thirty-four ounce and oh. gallons. <laughs> we used to do Bogarts. But really? It, yeah. It was just for their restaurants, though. Okay. We was doing the five-gallon buckets. We don't make them to put it on a shelf. Yeah. A five-gallon bucket of sauce, Mark. 
I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's a lot of sauce. <laughs> oh, but man. if you're doing a big barbecue yeah. or there's a big festivity going on, I can understand that. We're a sauce family, our family is. Yeah, we, we are too. Are you? Yeah, yeah we oh, just man, do. Yeah. Got to have that sauce. We got little cups for the sauce. Everybody's yeah. got their own. <laughs> you know, we take it serious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, this is great. And we've bought this before. When you came in and showed me the ghetto sauce, I said, Freddie, we got that at home. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And it's, I didn't know about the spicy, though. The spicy's nice. Thank you. Yeah. But it's not, it really it isn't over the top spicy. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah, no, which I appreciate. Oh, thank you. I so mean, do I, because yeah, yeah. Father Time told me to bag down. <laughs> yeah, I know they do. I know. My doctor's saying, too, you're doing too much sauce, Mark. Yeah, you got to cut back on that sauce. And I love, I, it, it, when I was a younger man, love that hot stuff. Yeah, my son is that way. But now, I still want some heat, but I don't want pass out yeah. no i don't want to have pressure this. and all that <laughs> yeah i don't want to have to get a perspiration rag out <laughs> oh my goodness I know. you know you can buy online folks now freddie lee's gourmet sauces.com and you've got some aprons in there you've got lots of different things there's also the locations if you're not sure of which schnooks or high v or deerbergs you can go to the listing is on here steve's hot dogs yeah. will have that well, this is arnold Strick with mark langston of st louis and tune we've been talking to freddie lee about his ghetto sauce aka gourmet sauce if you're in schnooks what's been the biggest surprise in getting all of this from the start to where you are now Oh, wow. People loving what we do. Mm -hmm. I was telling you earlier, you got to love what you do mm -hmm. or don't do it. And I truly love making sauce. Always have. And I get a, a super joy. People telling me, hey, man, you got some good sauce. You know, yeah. Your sauce is better sauce than anybody I tried. My head is not Swell it up. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I just love it because yeah. I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And people show that. That's my thrill. Yeah, Mark, that's really what mm -hmm. is the mark of a chef. Right. Because chefs love providing food to someone mm -hmm. and making it so that it's enjoyable mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, very uh, tasty. And when they know that people enjoy what they've put out in front of them, yeah. that's the reward they get back. Oh, absolutely. So we, should we call you Chef Freddie Lee? <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> He's modest. You are very modest. You're very humble about that. Yeah. That's greatly Thank appreciated. You. I know it. Thank you so much. So you're not much, thumping man. your chest like this is oh, the best no. sauce day one. God yeah. bless me with that. So I, I just I enjoy the ride that he's got me on. Oh yes, yeah. it's a good but ride. I don't I don't take the credit because he did that. That's I, good. I, I didn't do it because the minute you start doing that, you know yeah. what happens. He steps back. That's correct. And he'll let you fall. That's mm -hmm. right. And then you gonna wonder what happened? What did I do? What? I, he'll bring it to your memory. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember well. when? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So spaghetti, you use it in oh, spaghetti. Oh man, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yes, yeah, talk about that. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I'm just like, what <laughs> spaghetti? Now, we when we make spaghetti. Okay, I'm, I'm right and holding to do it slow. <laughs> I want to make sure I can get it all down. <laughs> we like pregu or ragu spaghetti okay. sauce. Now we'll use a little of that, and we'll use our sauce. Okay, and it just kicks out the flavor. Okay, you're not getting a barbecue spaghetti. You're getting spaghetti. Right. Now, when we do our meatballs, because mm -hmm. she might make the meatballs separate, she'll just, you know, roll them up there and then put sauce on it and just put it in a Tupperware container and let, let it sit. set. And then she'll do her thing. So now we got the meatballs and we got the spaghetti. We eat a lot of ghetto sauce. <laughs> well, I would hope. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, and we make it, and I don't waste it. I don't. Even when I'm grilling. Just say I got me some baby backs on the grill. I'll cook them bad boys, and just when they're about ready, I'm, I'm, I'll cut it just to mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. Then I'll, I'll lightly glaze it, and it caramelizes. I'll glaze it again, mm -hmm. and it caramelizes, and then I'll flip it. I'll glaze it again. Now, you, you, the sauce is thick on there now. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not falling in the fire. See, because a lot of people mopping on there, you're throwing away a lot of sauce. Yes, right. sir. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't waste no sauce, man. And I make it. Yeah. And, you know. And I got sauce at home. <laughs> well, I got sauce at the shop, but yet still, I'm not going to waste it because mm -mm. it costs too much to make. See, he's not only the sauce man; he's 
the Grillmeister and the Q-Meister. Those are things you learn. Either somebody's taught you that or you've observed that or by trial and error. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of that, awful lot of that. Now, do you do anything special with hamburgers? Hamburger is one of my favorites. Sometimes. You do like you, you know, do with those meatballs? You maybe pour it in there and let it simmer for a little bit in, yeah, a, yeah. in a Tupperware or something? My yeah. wife, when she does her meatloaf, she does that a lot because <laughs> make, she makes a lot of – man, we – I don't know how to put it, but we do a lot of experimenting, and she say, oh, I got this great recipe, and then she'll come up with it. What you got, baby? What you got? She'll show it to me, and we'll go in the kitchen and tinkle around and get it. It's, it's just the way we do. It's joy, man. What store is the farthest from here? Like, are you in Maine or Hawaii? or? No, as far as we ever did ship was Canada. Okay. Wow. And I met them down at Suloy Market. Okay. And these guys came in. They came in laughing at the name. They were really falling out. Mm-hmm. So I let them taste it. And then they said, oh, wow. Ooh. <laughs> Changed <laughs> and, their tune. Yeah. They, they, they told me where they was from. And, they, and then they ordered it. And it cost hmm. quite a bit mm-hmm. to ship. Right. Now, what they did, they ordered like three, three jars. Then they told some other people. They've been. They call us once a year, and they ordered like seven or eight cases. Now they got other people involved. When they sh- we, sh- you know, it's not all on one person. So. How many jars in a case? Twelve. Can I ask another? I oh, just yeah. have so many questions. The Bloody Mary mix. Oh yeah. What is that about? Are you putting Freddy's ghetto sauce in Bloody Mary? Yes. This yes. I gotta hear. Okay. Now, <laughs> my wife doesn't drink Bloody Marys. I do. I do too on Sundays. Uh, okay. At, well, after church. Okay. I heard that. <laughs> what I do? I get my vodka and as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll take my sauce as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Just pour it in there. Then I'll get some tomato juice. Yeah. Pour a little tomato juice in there. There you bloody Mary. Mm. Spicy. I've never done it with the mild because it don't give you what you're looking for. Right. Now, to top it off, sometimes right. I add some Tabasco sauce. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just to give it a little more zap. Right. But well, I made a bloody Mary. Yeah. I love it. The all-purpose sauce. All-purpose. Oh, my goodness, yes. We even got a keto sauce that we done made. We're waiting on our labels to come back. And once we get our labels, then we're going to put it out on the market. In Chile, it's got to be delicious in Chile. We're getting oh, yes, kind of out sir. of the chili time of year. But yes. Oh, man, I chili can't. is any time. Just like barbecue. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Is Just that like right? barbecue. In the I can't say I've eaten the chili in the summertime, maybe once or twice, yeah. but not very often. Yeah. I, I've always put barbecue sauce in my chili. Really? No matter what I've had, yeah. Hmm. I'm always like, no, we got to add some barbecue sauce to that. <laughs> okay. I've got to add some. I'm going to try the ghetto sauce in there. Yeah. I think that would that sounds delicious. And what I like about this, there is really hardly any sugar in this at all. Hmm. Three you. grams. Yeah. Wow. And it's 4% of your daily value mm-hmm. and there is no fat it's 20 calories for two tablespoons which is nothing which tells me it's all spices and it really is. good ingredients and it's natural one thing i can tell you on there you're going to see worcestershire sauce mm-hmm. yeah i saw that uh, we don't use anchovies because anchovies is, is in worcestershire sauce we had to go no she sent off to what in the world was that? Columbus, Ohio? Mm-hmm. And that's what we get a 55-gallon barrel from them. But we have to order more than one because it's coming. So that's what we use. It's, it's no anchovies in our sauce. That would add some sodium to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. This has 5% of your daily allowance of sodium, which is nothing. Thank you. It's nothing. If you look at a regular barbecue sauce, there's... Have a lot of sugar in there. Oh, man. And then they got high fructose corn syrup. Oh, speaking of that, one day I was doing a demo at a Snook store, and this lady tried my sauce. And she says, oh, this is lovely. She says, do you have high fructose corn syrup in there? I looked at her and I said, what's that? <laughs> she said, excuse me, wait ma'am. a minute. You're making this and you don't know what you got in your sauce? <laughs> I know that's not in it. Yeah. She, she flipped out on me, right? Mm. That was a Sunday. That Monday, King's Foods Bottling Company was making our sauce at that mm. time. 
So that Monday, well, I told the wife what happened. So when I said, I'm going to go up there and find out what they're doing to this sauce. So I go up there, and I just did some small talk. And I said, oh, by the way, I said, are you putting high fructose corn syrup in the sauce? They said, yeah, yeah. I said, why? Yeah. They said, it's cheaper. You won't be paying a lot of money for your sugars. I said, hold up, man. I didn't give you my recipe like that. They changed it. Oh. They changed my recipe. That's not nice. So they said, I said, no. I said, you got to put it back like it was. So they said, okay. I said, well, so how, what you going to do? I said, you going to charge me? Oh, no, we're not going to charge you anything extra. I said, okay, then. Thank you. They made a batch. They sent me a bill. They charged me 50 cents more because they had to put the ingredients in there that I gave them. Mm. Now, it was my fault because I didn't get that in writing. If I had got that in writing and they charged me, I'd have had them. Mm -hmm. But no, I had to go along with the program. Mm -hmm. You live and you learn. Yep. And that's how groups cut costs. And they're just grabbing a little bit of that. You think about two cents on every gallon of gas. Mm -hmm. How many millions of gallon of gas? Two cents. That's a lot. Oh, change. Ooh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't think so. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two cents. What? Oh, it adds up. Yeah, absolutely. It does. It yeah. adds up. It makes a difference, I know. I am really glad that you came in. I'm glad we were able to connect at Soulard and uh, yeah. have a little conversation and then expand on that. And This some, has been wonderful. I've got some good notes here. I do. I, <laughs> Freddie Lee, I'm, I'm ready. I'm working on your cookbook already. Well, we might have to sit down and get <laughs> yes, together on that. Yes, we should. I think we should. I know. I know. We do a family cookbook for every Christmas. So we get everybody's yeah. recipes and we put one together. Okay. And we revise it every year. It's a lot of fun. But yeah. We're going to have to add Freddy's. Yeah. <laughs> Some of Freddy's. You drive by Mark's place, you'll see him tinkering out there with, oh, the, uh, with the grill now. Yeah, my one son just got a smoker, and he's real excited. Oh, so man. I'm going to give him, pass on some of your, your recipe ideas. Great. Yeah. That's he cool. loves all that stuff. We're going to do this 314 coming up next month. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we're going to be outside in front of the shop. Just, oh. you know. Grilling and chilling. Yes, sir. <laughs> Freddie Lee, thanks for coming on St. Louis in Tune. Thank you, brother. Thank yeah. you for having me. Oh, yeah. You bet. Appreciate Come back. It. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just just let me know. All right. I want to try the new sauce that he's working on. We'll get that Keto yeah. sauce. Yes. Yeah. Can't wait to see that. Yeah. Oh, we've come to the end, Mark. We are there. And what a great time. Quickly coming. Yeah. My mouth's watering. I, I know just, the whole hour just flew by. It, it, Thank it, you, it Freddie did. Lee. Thank you. I appreciate you guys yeah. so much. Don't forget, if you've missed some old shows, you can catch them on stlintune.com. stlintune.com, our new website, folks, our new website. So that's all for this hour. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode with Freddie Lee, you can enjoy other episodes, as I said, at stlintune.com. Consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback helps us reach more listeners and continue to grow. And thanks to Bob Berthesell for our theme music, co-host Mark Langston. And we thank you for being a part of our community of curious minds. St. Louis In Tune is a production of Motif Media Group and the U.S. Radio Network. Remember to keep seeking Keep learning, walk worthy, and let your light shine. For St. Lucian Tomb, I'm Arnold Stricker.